Hello and welcome to Associated, the podcast where we're making venture capital more accessible. I'm Lois and today I've got a cold and I'm co-hosting with Tunde, who's also got a cold. How are you? Hey Lois, I've just, I'm good. I've just come off mute. I'm really afraid of sneezing I and mean, I don't think our listeners deserve that. But yeah, I sound, I sound a bit, a bit more gruff than my normal self, but I'm good. What about you? I was you? just thinking that you do sound gruff. In a good way. You yeah, know, I'm not too bad, thanks. I'm just getting through it. But it's interesting because almost everyone I know is dealing with the common cold and none of us are doing it very well. Yeah, I I'm I, I was losing the will to live today until until we started recording this episode. And that's given me a new lease of life. And I'm I'm sure the uh, listeners are going to be really excited for the episode that we have in store for them. Speaking of which, who do we have today, Lois? Yes, absolutely. If there was one thing you needed in there with vitamin C... It's Mike McGraw from Inovia Capital, who we've got today and is definitely helping to energise us. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Not at all. Thank you so much for joining us from Italy, no less. Not where you're usually based, though, is it? No, it's not. I'm just getting some vitamin D right now and trying to stay away from everyone that has the cold. Yeah, very, very wise. I um, I understand that. So, Mike, maybe you could introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit, let them know a bit about where you work and how you got there. Yeah, so my name is Mike McGraw. I'm a VP at Inovia Capital. Inovia itself is a Canadian headquarters and venture firm but has offices kind of across Canada the US and, and Europe and, and I can go a bit deeper into that later how I got there a bit of a life story I guess in 30 seconds is parents were both entrepreneurs I've lived through the kind of the highs and the lows of it learned a lot all throughout after school made my way to private equity to you know pay off some student loans and whatnot but kind of very quickly found that I was missing entrepreneurship side of life and so I very quickly from one job to the other found my way back towards VC. Uh, initially working for big pension funds and then working for smaller firms where you have a lot more ownership, a lot more excitement. And yeah, that's how I joined Inovia about three years ago now. Amazing. Love the whistle stop tour. Thank you. I think that we will probably get on to like the theory of career planning a little bit later because that's kind of what we're going to focus the episode on. But could you talk to us just briefly, I guess, in a bit more detail about why that changed from PE over to VC? and then from pension funds into kind of where you are. Yeah, 100%. I think maybe something that I also need to specify was that my first job in PE was in natural resources, which was super interesting as an asset class, less so interesting intellectually for me, just because looking at wheat production or cotton production around the world every day was not necessarily what got me going. I think, you know, why I, I kind of made one jump to the other. Ultimately, what I was kind of optimizing for and kind of thinking about coming out of school was I wanted a place that one, I'd have ownership, right? I'd get to build something that would kind of outlast me and that I'd get to really be a part of. And that when I retire, it's raising Fund 15 and kind of hopefully pushing kind of similar values that I have to the world. And so that, that was a big thing for me. The other one, which is, I think something we'll talk about more in details about today was mentoring. And so I've always kind of obviously valued having the insights from people that are smarter than me, which is almost everyone. So at this point, or pretty much everyone. So at this point, it's, it's it was a big thing for Inovia. It's like just full of incredibly bright people, incredibly passionate people as well. Another part of it, I think, was also just in terms of having that connection to Canada. So I'm French Canadian, very proud to be. So I wanted to kind of keep that connection. And Inovia was great for that. And the last one was very much also being I've always wanted to be more of a small fish in a big pond in terms of having room for growth. And so that's why I kind of made the move to London to open the office here three years ago. It's just because it's this massive ecosystem. 
and there's just so much that we can do and hopefully that I can grow into over the next couple of decades right yeah for sure and so the role that you're in at I know you're at the moment so small fish big pond so to speak can you tell us a bit more about um, the specific role that you do and the things that you look at there yeah there, there there's been I mean frankly a bit of an evolution and maybe it's it's also just good context for other people depending on when you're joining a firm so I joined Inovia three years ago initially was an investment associate and then I took it upon myself to come and launch the London office with the partner, Patrick. But that meant that I ended up being a lot more than an investment associate, right? Because it was basically a mini startup within Inovia. And so it means that for the first year until we got to build out the team, I was, you know, investment associate, office manager, Patrick's personal assistant, like you name it, right? There was no job too low for me. It was pretty insane hours, but honestly, very much so a lot of fun. We set a few targets for ourselves when we first moved here. I'm super happy to say that we've kind of blowing them out of the water and it's, it's been just an amazing adventure and so kind of transitioning to where I'm at today I've been promoted since then so I'm now happily a VP we've also built kind of this incredible team with with us right so Gabriele that's our associate that's that's joining us as well and then Jules who's an analyst that we have on the team a venture partner as well and so as a VP I now get to you know kind of mentor people into doing a bit more of the grunt work and kind of building their insightful thinking and kind of strategically thinking about businesses and so I get to kind of, you know, myself, like, you know, at a higher level and look at this and, and coach people. It also means that I get to do more executive work, right? So, you know, participating in board meetings, building out strategy decks, a lot of nurturing, a lot of kind of building relationships. And so it's a really, I think, exciting time. And it's, it's also a very exciting, I think, feature of the finance industry in general is that it gets exponentially better with time, right? Like you start by usually doing a lot of grunt work, but then the more senior you get, the more you get to do the really kind of fun part of it. And usually the better the pay gets also. So it's kind of a double whammy there. That just means that, you know, put in the work for the first couple of years and then it's just the rewards are just incredible kind of on all, on all levels. Perfect. And you you mentioned that you were joined by an associate on the team, Gabrielle, who's actually on this call right now. So maybe it's a good time for you, Gabrielle, to talk about how you made your way to Inovia? Yeah, sure. So actually, I uh, I started as an analyst at Inovia, so I was also promoted a couple of months ago, actually. So interestingly, I actually grew up in a doctor's family, so I was expected to be a doctor myself, very much so. Kind of uh, took a leap of faith and more uh, concentrated on, on, on the business side of things and while living kind of across different continents and while I'm Lithuanian originally, kind of living in, in US, France and UK growing up, kind of identifying technology and venture investment as, as one of the kind of parts of life that, that make that make just just simply types of the people like that technology has a, a true um, value to, to improve the people's lives every day. And that I simply learned through through sort of my experiences in, in whether in banking, technology advisory, as well as kind of spending time with, with the multiple startups across the globe. And just a short of two years ago, it was actually Inovia who, who found me silently enjoying all my startup life in, in Paris. And I just kind of initially really bonded with the whole Inovia's team and, and, and initially very much so with Mike. And I've been with them ever since for almost two years now. Amazing. And Gabrielle, we've got you on the call today because we want to focus on the concept of mentorship and Mike has this kind of really cool story where he has been mentored and that's been very influential in his career path, but also acts as a mentor and, you know, kind of pays it forward. 
and clearly you're one of the people who hopefully benefits from that so we thought it would be cool if you could talk to us a little bit about the relationship from your perspective as well so do you think you could talk to us about that like when you joined Inovia how did you meet Mike what's the kind of relationship that you've had and what are some of the key tenants of of that I guess kind of partnership that you've got yeah sure and, and honestly that's a, that's a wonderful question and and something that I um, reflect on quite every week if not daily so I think me and Mike we had ever since kind of first actually interactions and first interviews even we established a really kind of honest and open communication so no question was really around work was was really out of out of the discussion which which right away you kind of start with a strong um, foundation of trust, right, uh, with your manager. And then throughout, I think, so I consider myself as a, as, as a little bit of a partner in crime or an extension of, of Mike at Inovia as well. And I think the two core components really throughout kind of my journey at Inovia so far, and hopefully for many years in the future, are core and, and why, why, you know, I've been so kind of happy with my, my development that I know under Mike as well, is that he's someone of a manager to me who has two core elements that have been kind of crucial for me not only being happy at my job every day, right, but also just being truly feeling that I am improving, right, and learning a lot as curious as we are as, as venture investors. So it really comes down to first having really strong empathy and just caring about someone, about your mentee, right? Caring about their development. And as, as funny as it sounds, right? It's not uh, for everyone, right? Not every mentor and manager in life that I have met today, although I have met a lot of great ones, has that really strong empathy and, 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 and really just caring about the person and his or her development, which Mike has exhibited throughout the, with me for the past almost two years. And second, and this, we actually chat about Mike also quite consistently, is really having that kind of tough love, right? So it's really love and care, but like keeping, keeping really that, you know, the, pre- the high pressure and the high demand environment, right? So, so we work, obviously, we work our butts off, right? For the entrepreneurs and the companies that we want to build. We work, obviously, long hours, long days. So it often gets, gets hard and tricky, but having not only that care and empathy, but really kind of pushing you to be to be your better self and like to really having that tough love but you still know it's love right <laughs> it's really something that that kind of the junior person right um always at the at the right mindset that I want to do better you know because I have someone who cares and someone who pushes me to be better so that's kind of in summary how I how I felt throughout throughout my time at Inovia so far and why Mike has been simply simply an exceptional manager to me today and that's really really sincere coming coming from my heart and and Mike those are some glowing words how do you see it from your side yeah I mean every time you know Gab really says oh Mike thank you for the feedback or thank you for this or for giving me the opportunities to speak up it's it's so easy right I just tell her Gabrielle like you're earning these right you're earning these with your amazing work you're earning these with your perseverance you're earning these by kind of caring and ultimately for me that's that's what a mentorship is it's a lot of give and take it's a lot of like winning together and so that's that's what I think she means also you know by tough love is like I I want to set the bar somewhere and I'm like hey this is this is what we want to achieve right and I want to help you get there and here's what it means to get there. And, and sometimes, very frankly, there's there's periods where I'm like, okay, is it too much? Is it not? And like how to balance it? Because I, you know, five years ago when I started in private equity, like I can tell you tough love was quite tough. And I'm sure it's still super tough, tough in many environments. But 
I'd say the world has changed since then. And, and I'm also learning myself and like, okay, where, where do you draw that line? Right. But I think ultimately, as long as you always kind of frame it in the context of like, Hey, we're a team, we're doing this to win together. There's, you know, the message is never going to come across wrong, right? And it's always going to be about open communication. If there's any like, hey, did you mean this by that? Or did you, whatever you meant, as Gabriel really said, nothing's off the table in our discussions. And so I think that's how we've really kind of managed to succeed so far. And yeah, any any credit I get is just a reflection of the hard work she's putting in. Really. Yeah, I can totally see that. And like some of the things that you have both mentioned really resonate as, you know, things that I think, probably a lot of us have experienced in our careers not least the, the concept of winning together and high standards and I think those two things go hand in hand right because it's like I think one of you I think Gabriella you referred to yourself as in some ways an extension of Mike at Arnovia and I can relate to that too and I suppose that's the standard right like if this is the standard of work that Mike produces then that's the standard that I have to I have to meet as well and I think that can be really really inspiring when it's someone that you really look up to and like respect the work of. Yeah, I think maybe the thing I'd add to that is the importance of trust in the relationship. And so I'd say like in the first, especially the first six months, you learn how to work with each other, right? And creating that that zone where failure or mistakes are part of the game, but just like that safe zone where just tell me, right? We're always kind of deal with it and kind of processing everything in kind of a productive way has been super important because then I need to know if if there's a mistake that's found, if there's something that happens, like she's going to feel super comfortable coming up to me and saying, hey, this is what happened. How do we deal with it? And and very frankly, right, as I'm learning to be a manager, there's moments where the, my stress got the best of me in ways, never in ways I would obviously never yell, never kind of being rude or anything, but where I'd be a bit more direct and everything. And, and Something else that I think is great about Gabriel and his relationship is once again, nothing's off the table. And so, you know, sometimes 24 hours later, I'm like, hey, sorry, I was a bit dry when I asked you to do this or to correct that. And I think, you know, it goes both ways. She feels safe to come to me to say there's a mistake, but then she also knows that like, hey, I can admit when I went too far somewhere or something else happens. And once again, that's, it's all about the relationship at the end of the day, right? One other facet of mentorship at Inovia that I think is is actually really cool is, is on the personal side of things, right? So we've talked a lot about for executive presence or for unit economics or modeling or anything like that. But something that, you know, for example, I've lived firsthand with Patrick is, is to think about what do I do outside of VC, right? And what point do I start, you know, having an impact that's, that's beyond kind of growing companies? And Patrick has really been instrumental in kind of helping me build clarity around that. And, you know, when do you start to do that kind of stuff? Because obviously if you're first year out of school at an investment bank or a private equity fund, like it's, it's really hard to find the time between kind of one deal and the other, but at some point you have to commit, right? And so Patrick kind of gave me these guidelines of saying, for example, Mike, you pick maximum two causes that you want to dedicate yourself to that you're going to have a big impact on. And then you need to start now because you're at the point in your career whereby uh, you can make the time. And then you can also just find, you know, causes whereby, or, or, ways to approach these causes whereby you're uniquely positioned to create value and even where you also can get some sort of work benefit from it at the same time and so you could just kind of create this really cool flywheel and so for me the way this is translating just as an example is i'm looking to start this lgbtq mentoring network for for recent grads and you know this is this has been you know in my thinking for quite some while you know patrick has been advising me on it and even 
quite unrelated to that, but just to give me my first taste of, you know, doing more than just work. I've been working with Patrick kind of as a, as a project manager with a hospital he's helping build in Ethiopia for eyesight, right? So there's just all these extracurriculars that I know that kind of brings to the table and that just allow you to feel really empowered as a human beyond just a VC investor. And I think that's that's also hugely important when you think about kind of a holistic perspective on life, right? Maybe to touch on something you mentioned earlier, you, you mentioned that you were responsible for opening the London-based operations of Inovia. Would you would you care to tell us a bit more about that? That was, that was super interesting. So maybe just a tiny bit of extra background around that is that I joined Inovia as the first associate back then. And so Inovia was only a venture firm, but then decided to launch its, its growth platform. And so that's what I joined for. And then I I basically was under, I know we had three, well, has three partners at the growth level. And Patrick Pichette, who's one of them, was, you know, the CFO at Google. He just left Google and was had traveled the world for two years. And as part of my, you know, small fish, big pond, I, I was looking to to kind of go outside of Canada. And so I, I you know, kind of directly went after Patrick and said, hey, I'm going, I'm coming with you. And so I was like, you know, getting ready to pack and move to SF. And then he tells me, no, no, I'm moving to London. I'm like, oh you know what? Okay, let's do this, right? And so that was a bit of a surprise, but actually a, a really great surprise. I think, um, you know, some of the OKRs that we set for ourselves was, as we said, VCs very much sort of a relationship business. And so we wanted to be able to, you know, know most people that we'd like to know within the first year, which is once again, something that, that we've accomplished. And I think we've managed to build very kind of genuine relationships as well. And the same kind of mentality that, I, you know, Gabriel and I have together winning together, we bring that to VC as well, right? Like we're, we're looking to build partnerships. There's enough deals to go around usually, especially at Inovia, because we have a more kind of boutique model where I, you know, we only need to do one growth deal a year in Europe. So we get to be super picky, super focused on the companies we're super excited about. And so, yeah, I moved to London three years ago, I've built the network since. Obviously, Patrick's name opened a lot of doors, but, you know, myself as an associate, I also had to, you know, hustle to meet people. So all the young VC dinners, the intros, the, hey, I'll help you with this and that. And the kind of cool part of it now is, is to see it coming back full circle, right? Like I'm meeting people that are like myself three years ago that are just coming to London or looking to build their network. And it feels so good to be in a position to say like, oh, of course, okay, come for dinner at that, at that time. I'm going to introduce you to X, Y, and Z and to just like help the ecosystem, but help other individuals that, that, you know, in whose shoes I was, I think is a super fun thing to do. How do you think that the market has changed in that time? I know you're not doing it again, but would you perceive it to be materially different trying to start in London now? Yeah. I mean, especially at the growth level, which is, you know, what we're focused on in Europe, so Series B and beyond, the market has absolutely exploded over the last three years, right? So, you know, a lot of other North American firms have kind of followed suit or, you know, have either shipped or are hiring partners here, building out their teams and whatnot. I still think there's enough deals for people, you know, there's there's enough deals to go around, especially if you're more of a collaborative mindset, of, you know, not trying to kind of get the whole thing to yourself, but to find the right partners and, and really build kind of meaningful businesses. So, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other firms that are going to, you know, either come from the other side of the ocean or, or just going to new firms starting here in Europe. And there's going to be just that many more startups also to take on that capital and grow with it. Definitely. And I guess like sort of picking up on that, but also bringing in something that you said earlier about all of the team winning together and it not just being you two in, in partnership, but everyone else as well. Like, how how does that how does that team extend particularly with the lens of mentorship so mike you've kind of mentioned like 
he worked really closely with Patrick, particularly when you were setting up the London office together. I imagine that that has influenced the way that you manage and mentor. And and how, so I guess the question is like, how did that initially start to influence and how does it continue to do so? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because something that we've learned, Inovia, Inovia has its own kind of growing learnings and everything as we go as well. And something that we've learned is also we need to taste, take stock of what people are looking to learn, right? And so, you know, whereas coming from private equity, for example, my my financial modeling and, and everything financially related was, was quite strong. From Patrick, I was looking for operating expertise, right? I was looking to understand how do I scale a business? How do I act as like a responsible and like productive board member and all these things? And so I'd say something that, you know, when Gabrielle came on from her background, you know, we can easily kind of say, hey, roughly speaking, that's where you might want to build things out. But then it's it's something that you also kind of refine as you go right along the first couple of months. You're like, OK, this is where, you know, some training can be helpful. This is where we're going to spend a bit more time. And once again, it's something that is is just super important to create that safe space to say, hey, it's fine if you're not a, a genius at everything. Right. Like we all have our spikes. And then how do I do we as a team? work to capitalize on those spikes, but then to help you in the other areas that you want to be able to dabble up, right? And so the same way Patrick, you know, in some meetings would tell me in terms of my OKRs be, okay, Mike, you need to have, you know, that one question that the founders go like, wow, I hadn't thought about that. Like that was my executive presence OKR with Patrick. Then with Gabriele, you know, for example, in some of the cohort analysis or whatever, like some of the more like little tricky technical VC stuff when she first joined, it was a lot of kind of hands on, hey, like run with it for 48 hours. Then like, let's sit down, take an hour to review it. And then as a mentor, I think the important responsibility is to to take the time, right? Not only like throwing comments, not only like correct mistakes, but like, hey, here's how I would change it. And like just adding a comment there and, and then taking an hour to review all these comments together on the why to make sure that it really kind of gets ingrained, that there's an opportunity to ask questions and all that kind of stuff. And so to me, it's something that obviously can take more time as you go through it, but it's a huge investment and has really high returns because Gabriele is just like killing it. Now. And Gabriele, from, from your perspective, like, how do you think about that kind of lineage and where Mike's habits or like, you know, methods of management and mentorship kind of come from? Yeah, I think, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's a good day to discuss it today because even like this morning, I am in, for instance, Montreal's office, right? Getting some mentorship from other team members as well, right? Daily, which has been, I think it's more, of, it, it's really in our firm's DNA and it comes from, you know, the partners from each level that we really share and, uh, and I don't know if that's also sort of Canadian thing as well to really be helpful and help out each other, right? What I've noticed as well. But, but it's been really like in, in our culture to be able to, you know, share that common knowledge because as Mike mentioned, like everyone has their own spikes in something. Maybe, you know, one, one of the team members knows better digital health, for instance, or like, you know, we often in between the teams, even if we are on, for instance, our growth team, right? With our earlier stage team, we often like also share our knowledge and kind of mentor each other. We would take like 15 minutes to ramp up on, I don't know, mobility sector, right? If someone has a has a meeting with a founder on that day. So it's really like beyond the, the just kind of daily tasks, it's really being able to kind of share the, the knowledge spikes in different area, areas and, and be just open and take really the time to do so right out of, out of the day because by sharing and by teaching someone else, um, something that you know super well 
through their questions, you really also like learn, um, learn a lot about that subject or just like gain a new perspective. And I think it's really like deeply ingrained into our firm's culture to kind of really give that mentorship to others and, and not being afraid. And even like, you know, we sometimes, it's funny to say that, right? But we sometimes also like teach Patrick sometimes something or like, so it's not, it goes beyond mentoring, right? It's also sometimes managing in a sense or like sharing knowledge with your manager as well and some stuff, but also being super receptive on that. So I think it goes both ways. It's very mutual. But it's really like having that in the culture and being open with and generous with your time and, and your knowledge and 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 just being curious, right? At the end of the day, we, as Mike said, like we're we're, we're often like you know definitely not the smartest person in the room. So so it all comes back to that and, and to our culture and what we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was going to ask you a question about like the difference between mentorship and sponsorship, or how sponsorship plays a role in mentorship. But because you've both mentioned like recent promotions at the company, I, I guess that almost sort of speaks for itself. And so I think the question that I actually want to ask is more like, how do you think about your progression through the organization? And like, you know, do you see yourselves staying there long term? So I think because we work with because we work with entrepreneurs, often we have a mindset that and especially i think it's true for our, especially our office in europe right that we and in french it's, it's great to say so it's like really to go till the end right so for us it's like it's a job but at the end of the day it's really a project it's it's an amazing project that we're building from our mind and mike's perspective in europe right we all opened this office we came you know with a bunch of canadians right to kind of to kind of invest in europe and to really to really grow our presence there so so at the end of the day, while it's still like you, you do think about that career progression, where you want to be, it's more, it, again, it comes back to that, okay, I'm lear- am I learning every day? And I, am I growing every day? Am I meeting more and more interesting companies? Naturally, you just grow into, into kind of knowing more about the market and into knowing more people, right? Expanding your network, but also just being better at your job. And if you're at the right firm, which, which obviously I know VIA is for many of us, is really that career progression comes super naturally and organically, interestingly, if if you have this very right attitude, which I often call the kind of owner's attitude, right? Like the owner's attitude. You come in into the firm and you really, you're here to build something significant and meaningful. And at the end of the day, just purposeful, right? We invest in businesses that we like to believe, right? Will have important purpose and do have important purpose, right? So I think at the end of the day, as long as you you share that purpose and you share that goal to, to build that project, that career progression for me and, and, and Mike as well, I think has been has been really natural at, at, at the firm that, that you're just like really building and everyone has like a like a, a motivation to do so, right? So so I think that's how I think about it. But I'll let Mike share his thoughts as well. Yeah. No, I mean you, you honestly said it super well. what's interesting and to touch on some of what you said. Patrick was a CFO at Google for eight years, a chairman of the board at Twitter currently. Um, the day I'm done learning from him, and I know guys full of Patrick's, right? Like on all sorts of degrees, geos, types of sectors and everything, right? The day I'm done learning and I know via is the day I'm going to retire. And so as you can imagine, that is very, very far out. But I think very importantly, also on some of the other things that you talked about, Gabriel, like the values are, are such a big thing for me. And so I know via, um, 
has very deep values and you know like a lot of firms we've gone through branding exercise and everything but like the true north of this has never changed for Inuvia, right it's it's so deeply ingrained in who we are and and how we want to build this out together that i think um it's something that is you know also keeping me around for the long run and then and then the last thing is you know as part of these values a big thing of it is is to promote from within and you know with Inovia growing in North America, but with Inovia also growing in Europe, there's a clear path for, uh, to partnership for everyone that wants to work for it, right? And so as we kind of grow the pie, everyone's going to have their own slice if they want to, you know, put in the work and everyone's super passionate. And so for me, right, it's always, it's always, you know, how do you go from VP to principal, but there's always that partner conversation at the same time that's happening. It's like, what is, what is the kind of longer term goal? And it's something that's super motivating. And like, I have these same conversations with Gabriele, right? I, it's not just focused on it wasn't just focused on associate, on your principal. It was also like, okay, what is the long, long-term goal in the bigger picture here? And so, you know, definitely see myself sticking around for, for quite some time. Perfect. I mean, it's, it's good to kind of see funds where there's really an opportunity to, to grow and like loads of kind of greenfield, because I guess you probably also see it as well in the market. There's a, a number of places where, where one could end up being an associate and, and then you're kind of forced out or there you're kind of waiting for a partner to to retire or move on for there to be any kind of space for progression so always refreshing to like hear about environments where people really have an opportunity to grow with the fund and i guess the the recent promotions are kind of testament to themselves to change tack slightly would love to just hear a bit more about the the fund and what you invest in i guess you you mentioned that you're you know very high conviction low low um low volume growth investors but would love to to hear a bit more about what what you are looking for yeah 100 percent. we it, it's a bit different across geos so i'll give kind of the high high level picture and then i'll maybe focus a bit more on europe i know itself is a you know full stack firm so we'll do anything kind of from seed to pre-ipo and especially given the expertise you know once again people like patrick it's, it's very easy for us to bring value to a company that's about to go public and so will you know from a check size perspective be quite broad and we also actually it's been announced recently we also recently launched a SPAC to be original so we, we also have that in our arsenal and then in terms of sectors I'd say because I know we was started you know almost 15 years ago in Canada back then you couldn't be very narrow in terms of sectors and so I was relatively generalist but over time we've built areas of expertise in next-gen retail travel and hospitality, digital health, future of work, and, and a few others, but those would be kind of some of the bigger ones. And I'd say that we've had, we've seen really great successes with a lot of SMB SaaS, which is something that, you know, a lot of it are, a lot of us are passionate about in terms of, you know, helping entrepreneurs do what they love, do what they're passionate about, and just kind of taking away the admin burden. And, and more generally, I think the other thing that's super important for us is, is to be able to help companies that are consequential. So they really want to have a purpose and they want to make a big difference. Maybe the best way to explain or try to visualize what, what excites us is to think about how Patrick made investment decisions at Google. So as the CFO at Google, Patrick decided with Eric that they'd set the bar at a billion users, right? So anytime someone would come with a project, they, they would have to ask, is it going to reach a billion users? And if it was 50 million, fell short, didn't make the pass. And so we're obviously not going to impose that bar on every portfolio company we're talking to, right? But but the thinking just being how big can this be and having that really expensive mindset makes it really interesting to invest in businesses that have those big aspirations 
And something to know about Anovia that's also pretty cool and that supports that mentality as well is that some of our LPs are some of the big Canadian pension funds, right? So these people manage $300 billion plus. And as much as they care about their investment in Inovia, they really care about the deals that we can bring to the table. And so these, these firms will come in and then write checks for a couple hundred millions to support us in kind of taking those portfolio companies global, IPO, M&A roll-up, you, you name it. And so, you know, even though our growth fund itself is 450 million, we can punch way above our weight in, in helping kind of support global companies establish themselves and kind of gain market leaders. You wanted to talk a bit about the European side of things, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, it, it's very similar given that Patrick is leading the efforts here uh, in Europe, whereas North America, we're going to be full stack. Europe, for the moment, we're growth only. So it's series B and beyond 10 million uh, minimum revenue run rate. And But it's very much still going to be at the same standstill in terms of looking for consequential businesses. Perhaps before we close, it would it would make sense to to ask you about whether you're recruiting right now. You know, many of our listeners are kind of looking at breaking into VC. It's always interesting to hear about what opportunities may be on the market. No, happy to discuss that. We do look for interns kind of an ongoing basis. And so always happy to kind of have these conversations if anyone you know, is has a summer between two years of MBA or something like that. We're also, you know, planning to grow in Europe. So while we don't have a role right now, I think, you know, with Growth Fund 3, when it comes and, and with kind of our increasing um, presence and, and kind of uh, velocity in Europe, we're definitely going to be recruiting in the next kind of 18 to 24 months. And obviously a lot of these are, are better and easier if you've known people beforehand, right? So don't feel free to reach out. Don't be shy. Happy to build these relationships now and just to see where it takes us, you know, further down the road. Amazing. Thank you. I think that's a really cool offer for people who, you know, are kind of at that stage of their career because you're totally right. Often you only hear about those kind of things through like word of mouth. So Maybe we'll put that up front in the episode description so that people don't have to listen to the whole thing to get that nugget of excellent information. Thank you very much, Mike and Gabriella, for, for spending some time with us tonight. It's been really, really interesting and we really appreciate you being so honest about the kind of personal and professional journeys that mentorship and management can take you on. Thank you so much for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and to anyone listening at the moment, thank you very much for tuning in to Associated. Remember that you can always get updates on the latest guests and episodes over on Twitter. We're at Associated underscore pod. And if you have any feedback for us or ideas for people that you think would be excellent guests, then please do let us know on associatedpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, please do subscribe and leave us a rating. It really, really helps us. So wherever you're listening to this, just hit the up button will be amazing and we'll see you next week. <laughs>